What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Wolfpack Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Clemens, here with me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Michael Plant and Mike Body. I am Body. not your ho-host, but I am co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, my day is going a lot better than Tom Brady's. How's yours? Yikes. <laughs> it's going pretty well, man. It's going pretty well. I mean, my I hope the worst. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going though. through a divorce, so... It is uh, all right for me. (laughs) Hopefully I wish that not upon you, Dylan. Don't go through a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) I don't plan on it, but after, uh, after our argument today, it's a possibility. (laughs) Just kidding. Ashley. I love you. Um, Like how's your day, man? Good. He's just dumbfounded because I'm talking shit about his boy. Yeah. You just literally. I'll just, just, by the way, you leave it by the way. You you kind of you know shit the bed with you know with this episode. Happy Halloween, everybody who's watching. Um, it, Halloween's on Monday, man. Well, yeah, but we don't, we're not going to be you know having the next episode. We should have dressed up for Friday. the occasion. I yeah. thought about it, but uh, I dressed Sunday, up as man. a fantasy Go champion. Sunday, you dressed up as a bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> I dressed up as a balding guy. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, but guys, yeah, before we get started, please smash the like button. Please hit subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And then head on over to fantasy6pack.net and check out our plans over there. Access to us anytime over in the Discord. You get to see award-winning rankings. Uh, use our DFS tool, all the cool stuff. Um, it's worth it's worth the, worth the price of admission. So go on over and check that out. But what do you say, guys? Let's go ahead and jump right into our games this week. Got two teams on a bye only. Um, Chiefs and Chargers, guys. Kind of kind of two that big sucks. teams for fantasy purposes. Yeah, no doubt. Um, guys, we do have a game overseas. Mike, I think yeah, I see you wrote London on the show sheet. Pretty sure it's in um, Germany. Wembley. No, no that's next, that's next two weekend. weeks from now. Or, yeah, with the. That's Buccaneers. next week. That's next week's. Buccaneers. Yeah, Buccaneers, Seahawks, and Munich, Ger- Germany. This week is Wembley. Really? How dare you try to look make me look stupid? Not I do right. that well enough on my own. The Denver Broncos take it out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I I want to start with you, man. I mean, you, you didn't got- hear the the news. Sorry, I this is the last time I'll interrupt you because I mean everybody heard about it. You didn't hear about the news of Russell Wilson doing high knees on the plane. I was to literally London. about to say that, <laughs> <laughs> and you stole my thunder. Uh, I was going to ask Ike if that uh, gave him any confidence in starting any of these uh, Broncos skill players this week. And who are you thinking if you are? Uh, unfortunately, I have to start Melvin Gordon in the league. That's so, not good, man. Ho- <laughs> it's our home league, so that's great. Hopefully, you do not <laughs> oh, have to do that. Uh, but you're probably starting Corlin Sutton because you drafted them and you probably don't have better options. But I think Jerry Judy is probably going to get the higher target here, maybe, I think. I think he's the only one. Yeah. Is Russell yeah, playing he, for sure? Yes. Yeah, they said that. He's he supposed to, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, re- really, do we want a, a, a hampered Russell Wilson with a bad shoulder and a bad hamstring? Or I can see him running a lot and then probably dumping it off to short routes. So, Corlin Sutton, I'm not in. Because he's it's the deep Ger- guy. It's Jerry Judy's offense, man, as the pa- as the top pass catcher in my eyes. That's I really only with Ripon, Melvin Gordon being okay. But... I don't know, Mike. Russell Wilson wasn't targeting 
uh, Judy like he was targeting Sutton when he was in. If if Russell Wilson is in, it's Sutton. But if Rippin's in, it's Judy. Because Rippin targeted Judy and gave him that. But the the only time Sutton ever produces when Jerry Judy wasn't in the game too, which is an ideal. Uh, But let me ask you this: Who would you guys rather start in this backfield, Melvin Gordon or Latavius Murray? Now that's a good question. They, yeah, uh, I, I'm curious. Do you have your rankings up? I'm curious where you have them set in your rankings. You're probably a coward to have a back to back or something because you yeah, have no probably. spine. I, don't. <laughs> I have Melvin Gordon 30, <laughs> close. Latavius Murray 35. Okay, uh, it's, I mean that's I mean, further back than I thought. I, I'm looking at last game's week uh, for the snap shares, just last games. And Latavius Murray was behind Gordon, uh, 39% to his 50. But it's still – it's a split, it seems Latavius like. Latavius is yeah. getting, like, the goal line shit and all that, so. Yeah, they clearly don't want Melvin Gordon to take the, the full workload. Well, they don't want Melvin Gordon to f- fucking fumble. fumble the football at the damn goal line when they're trying to score. That's why Latavius Murray. He's fumbled four times already. I mean, how many more times are you going to fumble? I mean, you can't. How many more games are there? <laughs> He's not Antonio <laughs> Gibson. <laughs> He's worse. <laughs> he is worse. Um, let's go ahead and jump on over to the Jaguars, who made a big move this week. Uh, well, Big kind of big news in the fantasy, um, the fantasy field with James Robinson being traded to the Jets, kind of opening things up for Travis Etienne in this backfield. We'll probably see some more Jamichael Hasty and passing downs and stuff. I'm curious, um, with James Robinson gone, what do you think Etienne's ceiling is for this week and moving forward? Uh, I joked about it with Joe last night and I said the moon. Um, <laughs> because I mean, he's clearly the touch, the average yards per touch is just off the charts. Uh, it's five plus. I know that, um, he's starting to get the targets. He's seen 12 in the past three weeks. I mean, even with him not being able to catch it, that's his one bugaboo. Um, mm-hmm. James Robinson was weird. taking the, ro- yeah, I know. I mean, but James Robinson was taking away the red zone carries now that he's out. You might see Snoop Connor, maybe Jamichael Hasty get a little work in there as well. But I really do love Etienne here as, at the very least, a very safe top 10 running back if he gets to continue getting the targets. Because that's yeah. the thing. If he, if he can't catch the ball, he's not going to continue to get the targets. He's just uh, so efficient with your touches. He's explosive. Like he said, man. Yeah, and he's a much better uh, ball carrier than I anticipated. And it's so weird that his... Um, 6.1 yards a carry. Yeah, that's nuts. It, he looks like he does in college. Yeah, man. It's weird that his downside is the pass catching when you thought that's where he would uh, excel at. Yeah, but you're going to be starting him the rest of the year. I mean, just like you've been starting Christian with Kirk confidence, all year. right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm probably. I mean, let's be honest now with because I I'm always bigger on running backs than I am wide receivers. Unless you're that tier one of wide receivers, Chase, uh, Diggs, you know, you know who I'm talking about. Um, I like Etn the rest of the season as a safer uh, play than Christian Kirk, just because he's he's guaranteed more touches. Yeah, I tend to agree. And the, Ike, I'm curious, where do you have him ranked this week, Etienne? Is he top 15? Pretty sure I have him like 13. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. The um, only thing we get you for is rankings, and you don't even have those pulled up. I'm confused. Kidding. I'm confused by his tactics too. I need to see him put the blindfold over his eyes, then look at his rankings. Yeah, they're 12. But <laughs> uh, go ahead, jump over to this next slobber knocker of a game, man. This game actually means something. Whoever wins this one is the leader in the NFC South. Um, Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Ike, let's talk about this Carolina backfield because that's what everyone's thinking right now. No Chuba Hubbard. We saw Deonta Foreman have a solid week last week. Um, I'm curious your thoughts on him in this matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. You're curious. Got to be started. I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. If Chuba Hubbard was in, I'd be a little more skeptical. But now that he's out, Foreman's going to get like 20 carries probably because he can handle that. He'll plot into the end zone more than likely at least once. So, yeah, you're starting him. Or this be. game is going to go by. Like... This hey, game is going to go by so fast because both of these teams are just going to run the football over yeah. and over and over again. It's going to be so gross to watch. I uh, I talked a little bit about it with Joe last night, and it's one of those uh, matchups where you have two just middle-of-the-road defenses. And then, I mean, two middle of the road offenses, and then do two shitty defenses. And it's one of those games where it could turn out. It's it's like a boomer bust game. It could turn out to be it like very a thirty well to thirty one game, or mm -hmm. it's going to be a twelve to nine game. Yeah, hopefully it's twelve to nine. Man, I got Young Way Koo everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead up on over to the Falcon side of things, Mike. This is just kind of a broad question you can take it to where you want to who is the play in this offense this week for the falcons skill skill position wise because mariana yeah, kind of has a solid solid uh matchup here if you have to stream him in a i know this is pinch. like you trying to trick me into saying kyle pitts but it's not kyle pitts <laughs> um <laughs> the way this team just is obsessed with running the ball even though they're down two possessions to the Bengals, who are just shoving it down their throat yeah it didn't make any damn sense. i think they knew they had passing no attempts <laughs> <laughs> they so just tried to I, they're like let's get out of here let's get out of here man i i, I think the safest play is joe's Algier until patterson comes back because i mean this this goddamn offense is obsessed with running the ball right now only 13 times last week i mean i i saw this uh i'll i'll have to look it up here but i saw the stat um Mariota's only thrown the ball like 27 times the past <laughs> two weeks uh yeah. give me a second here uh Kyle oh Pitts my god was so close 27 times i was right on the money <laughs> Dude, he got only 20 he he they're playing like the bears were in the beginning of the season there's no fantasy value here unless you're a running back yeah sure but not even not even there because they run a committee you know it's annoying and neither of those guys well, that's why really i say algier because he he gets majority of the snaps i mean it's not by a, a high margin here um give me a second i mean yeah he, fuck he's he, he's showing as the only one for snap percentage as an rb for week seven mm -hmm. uh yeah so i mean it's it's our algier right now is the starter yeah you have caleb huntley who's injured um, you have Keith Smith, who's a, just another guy. So it's Tyler Algier until CPAC comes back. Sure. I mean, you can, if you're desperate, throw Drake London in there, man. But I mean, you, 
The volume's just one not target. There. Yeah, one yeah. target. And Don't listen to Ike and his 30% target share because 30% <laughs> of 13 is only four. I was going to say Kyle Pitts, too, is getting the red zone targets. I, care. He was I couldn't so care less to score in last week. Um, but we do got a question real quick, guys. Let's get uh, this been sitting here for a minute. Uh, would you trade Derrick Henry for Jamar and AJB? Personally, I would not, man, because Derrick Henry could carry you to the playoffs, and um, you are not going to get Jamar Chase back until closer to playoffs. So, and you got to get that. You got to get there first. Scenario. Yeah, you got to get there. AJ yeah. Brown is boomer bust for sure. Four weeks from now, we'll have week twelve. All right, which is one week before the start of playoffs, and then two more weeks. Worst case scenario, six weeks. You're in the playoffs. Math. So. And that's like Quit I said. That's man. if he comes back without any. That's with it without any setbacks too. Yeah. Right. No, and you I can be you. without him for the playoffs. So I would stay pat, man. Yeah. If they start winning, why bring him Good back question, early? Though. Just got offered Daniel Jones and Aaron Jones for Mahomes and Diggs. Yeah, I think uh, you <laughs> should stay. Pat I'd probably him. laugh at that dude as well. <laughs> Send him a shit counter back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sean's stealing one of my questions for later in the show, man. What's Rondell yes. Moore's value moving forward with Hopkins back? Obviously, Hollywood on IR. You guys want me to take this one? Well, I just want to, go before we go in there, I, there's rumors of AJ Green getting traded. So, I mean, that could boost Rondell Moore's value right there if he does get traded. But go on. And with Robbie Anderson coming in, man, um, him not knowing the playbook a whole lot last week, they actually kicked Rondell Moore to the outside instead of him lining up in his normal spot in the slot because Greg Deutschman Dorch is just strictly a slot receiver. So that's not where Rondell Moore excels, man. And we saw it last week with him only getting two targets. This week, hoping Robbie Anderson is knows the playbook a little more is on the field for more snaps and he's an outside receiver obviously so that pushes Rondell Moore back in the slot where he's more comfortable I think he's we're gonna go back to seeing him get six to eight targets a game I would think I just think it's Hopkins 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 Ertz Hopkins like I just think he's gonna funnel the Hopkins as much as he can like he did last this is true but they're they're gonna need somebody else because James Connor's out and I it's yeah. debatable Eno whether you know but it's debatable whether he can continue five to seven that. yeah but Eno, i mean the nice thing is is compared to dorch i mean rondell moore is out on the field for 90 percent of the snaps to 53 right. for dorch i That's mean true. like rondell moore is out there it's just a matter they should of try him at running back a little bit and like Dillard you said a point. and yeah and like you said the plan aj aj green has pretty much been benched because they're trying to trade him so he's kind of out of the offense so that target share has got to go somewhere too. Um, but here we got a couple more. Should I drop Hilliard off my bench for Pacheco or maybe drop Kyron Williams for him? Hilliard. I would drop I would, Hilliard for Pacheco. For yeah, Pacheco. I would drop yes. Hilliard. Uh, keep Ky- keep Kyron Williams uh, just in case because Daryl Henderson shows that, I mean, he can't really stay healthy with the full workload. So yeah, he's going to be loves the dude. <laughs> yeah, but he's just not playing this week. Not coming <laughs> yeah. off IR yet. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, hey, it's in. all about fun, man. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Jumping into our next game here. This one hits home for Ike and I. Chicago Bears at the Dallas Cowboys. Um, let's talk about this approved uh, Bears offense a little bit, Ike. Um, Darnell Mooney has put together a few decent games here. You're still not really starting him with confidence, right? Correct. Especially okay. this week. 
And then if you had to choose a running back, who are you playing? Khalil Herbert? Because we did see him get involved in the passing game, catching a wide receiver screen for a touchdown. Um, he does look more explosive and better when he gets the ball in the backfield than David Montgomery. Uh, but Montgomery is still out snapping him, man. Where are you going this week? Montgomery could probably be started in like 10 team leagues for sure. Herbert, 12 teamers. You can probably start both if you're like hurting bad by the buys. Like if you went Charger Chiefs heavy, you can probably start him mm-hmm. and be okay. Cause he got 12 carries or something like that last week or so still. So Herbert's going to be involved. Like you say, he looks better. I don't know if they're going to keep using him that way. But, yeah, you can use him in the flex. Sure. Sure. Um, Although they're still not a thing, unfortunately. Go ahead. They will have to run a lot because I have a feeling the Cowboys are going to sack fields quite a lot if he has to throw. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. This is more so rest of the season because I don't think anyone's rushing out to stream Justin Fields this week against the Cowboys. But he's been a top 10 quarterback over the last three weeks, guys, for fantasy purposes. Mike, I'm curious to hear your non-biased thoughts. What do you think of Justin Fields um, in real football and from a fantasy perspective over this time and rest of season? I mean, if they can continue to use him like they did against the Patriots on uh, Monday night, um, I think he does have streaming value because the guy run- – uh, I got to look for it here because I was, I was getting prepared for my question here. Yeah, he had 86 rushing yards. I think he had Thank 12 you. design runs for him. Exactly. Yes. Like, And if you're averaging that many rushing yards a game, that is easy, safe floor. I mean, granted, they're not throwing the ball very much, but I mean, right. if you can get, you're going to get a Jalen Hurts-esque like last year where he's not going to be great throwing the ball, but if he can run for 80 yards and a touchdown every week, that's a pretty safe floor. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL-wise, he's got to be more decisive. Uh, he, he, he wants, he's, he's always looking to make the big play. And that's the thing with young quarterbacks. They need to be able to take the check down. They need to be able to take the five yards, realize the pockets collapsing. You can't make a play every time and, you know, just take the five yards, move on to the next play and you can get another five yards. Boom. Right there. First down you get basically, I mean, the way the NFL is played nowadays, you get four downs to get 10 yards. I mean, the probabilities in your favor, as long as you take the check down. And that's his problem because he's he's willing – he wants to take the sack or he wants to try and make a play throwing it deep and he gets intercepted. So he just agreed. needs to take the check down. Yep, agreed. Take the free cheese, man. It's there. Yep. Um, jumping over to the Dallas side of things, though, Mike, now. Um, Dak Prescott hopefully shaking a little bit more of the rust off. Um, I think you could start him in this matchup. Um, you're obviously starting C.D. Lamb. Michael Gallup's a dud, so you're not really comfortable starting him. I want to talk to you about Tony Pollard now because Ezekiel Elliott was ruled doubtful, right? I don't think he's been ruled out. I think he's, he's actually doubtful. been ruled. I, I like. I'm pretty sure he's uh, doubtful. The way it's trending because they have their buy next week, it's smarter for them to sit him this week. Are we about so, to watch Tony Pollard blow up against the Bears? I mean, I you're looking not. at a great. Yeah, you're looking at a great matchup with the Bears. I mean, it, it didn't look you know, very great last week, but Ramondre still hit the end zone. Um, mm-hmm. The the Bears are top eight in uh, allowing points to the running back. Uh, so I believe we – I don't know if he's going to blow up, but he's definitely going to be a RB1 this week. Um, 
the big thing here is the red zone attempts that really Zeke's been taken away from Pollard. On the year, uh, Zeke has 11 to Pollard's 8. And just last week, they each had four red zone attempts. All right, now that was against Detroit's terrible running defense. Now give mm. Tony Pollard eight red zone rushing attempts. All right, and the targets he's been getting, which is, uh, I mean, it's it's not great, 18 targets through the uh, seven weeks, but it's still more than Zeke's been getting. So I, I do think he's going to have a RB1 game. I tend to agree. Um, jumping over the next game, we got the Miami Dolphins at the Detroit Lions. Ike, this offense started out hot with Tua last week on uh, on Sunday night against the Steelers, uh, but then it really fizzled out in the second half. Do you think this offense is going to be better as a whole um, this week against this awful Lions offense? Oh, yeah. It was Tua's first game back in two weeks, right? Yep, yep. So he's still trying to adjust to – being back to playing football, so they're going to be just fine like they were before he got hurt. You're starting Waddle, you're starting Hill. That's probably about it, but yeah. I was going to ask Mostert, you, Mostert too, I was going to yeah. ask you, you what are your Mostert thoughts too. on Mostert? Where do you have him ranked against the, uh, the It's crazy to me. It's better be top 20, over. man. It is for sure. I'm pretty sure okay. he may be like. Is it 15? It, it, I was going to say 15 maybe. But it's crazy to me that Chase Edmonds has become literally irrelevant. You could drop him in any format. Any format, you could drop him. And even if he is a handcuff, when he plays, it's not like he's guaranteed all the touches because when he was playing, he was averaging brutal yards per carry. I think it was like 2.5 or something like that. Right, right. But he was brutal this year, yeah. Yeah, nobody can really run behind this line, man. Mostert's making the most of it um, with him. That's with, right, Mostert. And he's able to stay healthy right now. Um, Mike, jump it over to the Lions, man. I'm kind of just going to give you the same question here. This offense started out just guns a-blazing on fire, but over these past two weeks, or the past two games, I should say, because they had a bye week in the middle of this, they've just been downright dreadful. Um, what are your thoughts on this offense? They are getting... Uh, DeAndre Swift back. Do you think that's uh that's all the problem? Brown. And mm-hmm. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, because he went out early with the concussion last week. Yeah, no, that's really been the I mean, granted it's it's still the Lions here, but that's been their bugaboos. They've been injured. Swift and, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Um yeah. but uh, if Swift's gonna have a big game, it's gonna be through the air, not through the ground. Dolphins don't allow a lot through the ground. They're eleventh best at stopping the run. Um they're really a team that you can Hurt against, uh, hurt them against through the air. Um, where is it here? Yeah, uh, sixth, sixth most allowed through uh, passing yards through uh, seven games. So really, I think the Lions are going to have to attack them through the air through Swift, Amon Ra, uh, TJ Hawkinson, um, and that's really how they're going to have to beat the Dolphins. Now I don't see them beating them, but that's going to be how no. they're going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how Swift's efficiency is going to be on the ground, but I think he has a good day through the air. What do you think about Jamal Williams um fantasy production or fantasy? I don't like it this week. Back. Okay. Oh, with Swift back for like rest of the season or this week? Yeah. Take it whatever way you want. Well, this week I don't like it because of the matchup, but I yeah. mean, based on, you know, how they like to deploy their guy, uh, their running backs, I do like it him on a matchup based uh, situation for the rest of the season. So if you get, you know, a matchup because he's going to play the Bears here sooner or later, 
um, being in the same division. I think Jamal Williams is, is worth a flex play in that, in those considerations. Yep. I agree. Um, Ike, you got a question here. What's up, Betty? Uh, how do you feel about Jacoby Myers? What are your thoughts? Give him more than a sentence, please. <laughs> I actually this- like him this week. This is the highest I've actually ever ranked him, even though he's coming off his two worst weeks, even though he's going double digits. But he is the number one guy for sure in that offense. Although Ramondre Stevenson is only 2% target share lower than Jacoby Myers, which is weird on the season. He's 16 to 14. He just got dump off after dump off last week too. I just find that super weird. But Mac Jones back, I think they're going to start airing it out more. I would assume, right, Mac Jones is back. Yeah, yeah. He was named, yeah, the, starter. Jones he was named the starter earlier this week, yep. They're going to start airing it out more. So, yeah, I like Jacoby Myers for sure. He's starting to see touchdowns now, too, <clears> finally. <throat> mm-hmm. uh, next question. Got offered Hurts and Pat's defense for Dak and Titans defense. Do I take that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you I do. think def- defenses are a dime a dozen, and you don't have one of those top-tier defenses this year, uh, like the Eagles or something. I, I'm trying to think of another defense. I mean, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Cowboys and Eagles defense has been pretty consistent, but the Pats, uh, they've been inconsistent, uh, and you're getting probably your best chance at QB1 this year with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, right. Uh, it, just Jalen Hurts is better than Dak. That's why. That's exactly why I said Yeah, you that. win that trade. Best yeah, player in the trade. Um, go, jump it back into our game previews. We got the Arizona Cardinals at the Minnesota Vikings. Ike, we already talked about Rondell Moore, so I'm gonna go through this game and I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you a surprise surprise question here. Um, surprise. Speed round. This Minnesota defense is soft, man. Um, it's a pretty solid matchup for Kyler Murray. Um, he's got his boy DeAndre Hopkins back. I'm curious your thoughts on Kyler here. Uh, obviously you started him, but I don't like the fact that he hyper targets DeAndre Hopkins. Cause that can lead to turnovers and incompletions and all that. So I'd like to see him spread the ball more to Zach Ertz and Ronda more and Eno Benjamin and actually use his weapons and actually use his feet for once. I don't know why he's not running as much because that'll help mm-hmm. his fantasy value. I'd like to see that more. Barring that, he's, he's been running. It's just not a lot. It's not like he's like we're used to. There yeah, like be more ever, although, runs for him too. Yeah. I agree. Call of Duty did come out today, so <laughs> be careful. Be I'm careful. just waiting for Kyler to have a blow up week, man, and he hasn't had one all year. That's what I should have. I don't think the I don't think he will. I think you it's just going to be con- even against Minnesota. We can't even expect it with old ass Patrick Peterson covering DeAndre Hopkins. I don't uh, – he's having a rough year. Kyler I, does not look that great. I mean, granted, he, hates he his finally coach. gets DeAndre back. It does look like he hates his coach a lot. <laughs> it does look like he hates his coach a lot. <laughs> but if you're looking for, like, the huge 300 at 350 game, four touchdowns, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. At he's least averaging 5.9 yards a catch. This is supposed to be an air raid system, man. <laughs> you I'm know what looking I mean? at that. And they're air that raiding is... at 5.8 yards per catch. <laughs> yeah, that's not air it. raiding. That's dumping dot or Kyler... dinking dot, whatever it is. Kyler Murray is 44th 
in QBs for pass attempts. And there's 32 starting quarterbacks, guys. That's awesome. Like, that's in not yards good. per attempt, you mean? Is that what you said? Yeah, no, that's per yards per attempt, catch. Yeah. No, that's yards per catch. That's correlated with yards per attempt, though. Yeah. I'm a little confused no, with this stat you're giving me right now. No, this is passing. Because uh, where they're catching yards. the ball, that's where his attempt is. So it, you're well. There's a no because there's yards per attempt for deep passes too, and that that would that would definitely what the obscure the fuck the are you saying right now? Where do you think <laughs> that comes from? Average distance of target. That's for wide receivers, not quarterbacks. Right. I know, but I'm just saying yards per attempt is for quarterback. And then we got. We got another question here. Might as well throw that up. What value does Van yeah. Jefferson bring back to the Rams offense? Mike, are we getting in the van with him back? As Chris Farley would say, in the van waiting. down by the river. <laughs> I've been waiting all season to ask you to get in the van. I, I mean, I don't want to get in the van with you, even if you got. <laughs> um <laughs> Liar. I th- I think uh, this is it, it unlocks the offense, man. I'm still I'm I'm interested to see how Van Jefferson does because he takes the top off the offense, which is what this offense needed. Because Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson don't have the speed to take a top off the offense. They're both underneath guys for red zone threats. Um, and Van Jefferson, in my opinion, will assume the ODB role and will get those deep threats, which I do think he has fantasy value going down the stretch. But it's going to be very boomer bust. It's not going to be yep. Cooper Cup, you know, type of consistency. And Allen Robinson, I think it helps him a little bit more um, with some underneath targets because it opens up the field. But, man, I think Van Jefferson probably finishes the rest of the season. Like, if we go from week eight to the re- uh, week 17, Van Jefferson will score more points than Allen Robinson through the rest of the year. Dude, def- with that offensive line, Seager BL have time. Like they do, they do get their they do get their center back this week. Yes, um, I think it honestly helps the offense as a whole. To be honest, yes, with you. I think as an can, NFL whole, because Stafford mm-hmm. and him have chemistry, obviously going back to last year and stuff. So, yeah, I think it Man, helps. They're missing mis- they're missing their speed, sir. Because Tutu Atwell is not that guy, guys. Nope, nope. And then we got another one in my other league. I got offered Kelsey Atua for Lamar and Kittle. Um, Ooh. I would. Uh, I would yeah. stay put. With, I would stay. You get Kelsey. He gets no, Kelsey. Take Kelsey I, I, would, I think I stay with Lamar and Kittle there. To be honest with you, I think Lamar uh, Tua scares me, man. And if you're gonna lean, on I him, think Lamar is struggling. Though. Well, here's your thing, because if Brad Tua just got Tampa guys, Bay we're in week okay. eight, we're in week eight. There are no more good quarterbacks out on the waiver wire. <laughs> you can just pick up and go. Yeah, I'm gonna play you. Yeah. Um, so if Tua does get hurt again, you're kind of. Let's be honest. Yeah. Lamar can get um, hurt just as much as Tua, though. This is true. Um, I think the best player in the trade here is personally, in Kelsey. my opinion, Lamar. I think it's Lamar oh. because the, overall, the quarterback's going to score more points than the tight end. And in our league, but this is a normal league. I'm assuming that's going to be Kelsey, right? This is normal. No, even is- even. I mean, even so, a quarterback like Lamar, who has the rushing floor, still has the potential to score more points than, uh, I mean, unless you get a Cooper Cup-esque season. That's different. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you stay with Lamar and Kittle. But I, there is an argument for I Kelsey. I think Kelsey's going to outscore Kittle by a lot. And oh, Tua's going to be closer no to Lamar there. than 
Kelsey. You think so? See, that's why I, that's where we did. That's where we disagree. Lamar's not doing very good. Lamar's passing isn't very great. But Andrews, he got Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is in shit. Andrews is banged up, you know. Bateman, yeah, yeah, he did that. He did that with Andrews and Bateman. Maybe it gets better. Yeah, no. Mario Plant, the Buccaneers are in shambles right now. Yeah, they are. They They are. Another question, guys. Guys, let's move on. We got another question. Should I take? Should I trade Miles Sanders, Dak Pickens, and Waddle for Diggs and Mixon? All right, that's a lot. That is that's way too much. Yeah, I mean, is it though? Because Diggs is better than Waddle and Pickens, I would do Diggs for Waddle and Pickens straight up. Sanders guys. is your, and I think I, and I think I would do Sanders and Dak for Joe Mixon straight up. So I think so I who's your backup quarterback? I take this the Diggs and Mixon side. It's a good question. De- Whoever the depends. It depends on the, who's the backup quarterback is. I think. For yeah, me. Quinn. Let Quinn let us know where to go ahead and finish our uh, matchup here with the Arizona Cardinals and the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and Mike, I'm going to you here. The Vikings offense has been pretty solid. You know, obviously you're starting JJ. Kirky's a borderline QB one this week, I'm assuming. Um, but Delvin Cook, we've seen him you're have a right. really good week one week. Uh, but other than that, he's kind of just been eh. And he was pretty much a consensus first round, uh, late first round to a early second round pick. So he's been disappointed. What do you expect from him against this Cardinals defense? Man, I I want to say he's going to have that blow-up game, but the Cardinals are actually pretty good against uh, the run. A lot better against the run than they are against the pass. Uh, Cardinals are – oh, man, I lost them. They're 23, uh, 23rd best at stopping the run, but they're very, very bad at stopping the pass. They are – oh, man, I lost them again. <laughs> Uh, we got a first. Oh, they're fifth. Over here. They're fifth. Sorry, they're fifth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're fifth at allowing passing yards. So that's why Kirk, like you said, is a borderline fl- uh, uh, QB one this week because they're going to be able to pass on them. I just don't know if Dalvin Cook's going to be able to have that good game. Like the thing that's been hampering him is the red zone carries. He hasn't been getting a lot of them. La- uh, not last week, but week six, he only had one red zone carry. I mean, he he was really vaulted by the big run he had. So it's kind of big runs that are uh, keeping him afloat. And, I mean, he's getting the volume. It's it's a 60% snap count, so it's not CMC level like we'd like to see. Um, but it's still worth – got to start him because I do believe that getting the red zone, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen gets tackled on the one-yard line. They're going to go to Devil Cook. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and then just to follow up with Quinn's uh, trade, his quarterback would be Geno Smith. Um, so he would have Gito Smith. He's getting digs and mixing, trading away Miles Sanders, Dak Pickens, and Waddle. I'm doing the trade. I'd rather have Dak over Gino, though. Me too. Guys, I just think Diggs is the best player in this trade by a wide margin. Gino can literally screw you for the rest of the season. This is true. Now that Kenneth Walker is coming out. Now that Kenneth Walker, he can literally Gino constantly Smith. drop tens for you for the rest of the season, and you're done. But Gino Dak, Smith doesn't but need. Dak to also hasn't shown you anything at all this year either. Yeah, but you, the Dak. only thing is, is you're Dak's giving up a lot. Of I get it. Here, I get it. <laughs> like I, I, I'm guessing. I do like getting digs and mixing, obviously. Yeah, because you you're are, starting probably. all four of these players, which you're giving up a lot of depth to get these two stars. You're going to, you're kind of going the scrubs and stars route. 
and going from deck to Gino, I don't like, so I wouldn't do it. That's risky. If if man, if you're going, yeah, that's (laughs) that's tough. I I stay stay I stay pat, but you know, if you want to be risque, go for it. Try and get Dak out of there, actually. Yeah. Next game we got, guys, Las Vegas Raiders at the New Orleans Saints. Ike, curious, where do you have Derek Carr ranked this week against the Saints defense who's banged up, man? Let me look it up real quick. I'm pretty sure I have the top ten. I was going to say, I'm not the only first-timer over here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you should have this ready. Yeah, I have yeah. a tenth. Nice. nice. I think he's nice. going to be good this week. This offense is playing pretty well on the back of Josh Jacobs too, who's just been absolutely fantastic. Um, I want to. I'm going to interrupt you here because I'm willing to. I'm willing to. I want to make a bet here, Ike, with you. I think Andy Dalton scores scores more fantasy points this week than Derek Carr. How much you want to bet? I'll bet um, you a six pack of beer. That's fine. I'll take that bet. I right. actually agree with LaPlante here. I wrote about Andy Dalton in, the, uh, in my start sit article and I actually like him in this. Do you know that the Las well. Vegas Raiders allow the most points to quarterbacks? I don't give a shit. Andy Dalton sucks. So <laughs> Andy, Dalton, Andy Dalton threw Andy Dalton threw two pick sixes last week and Sweet. still finished. I Sweet. Think Expect Taysom Hill to do a lot. Probably. I will bet both of you a six pack that uh, dipshit Derek Carr will do better than Andy Dalton. We're getting drunk next Friday, Dylan. Right. Let's go. Let's right. go. <laughs> uh, but uh, real quick, what's the latest on Darren Waller, guys? Um, is is last I saw is looking like he was playing, right? And if he does suit up, what is your expectations? Are you starting him, or are you going to start like? Not, I, I don't. Are you going to start Hayden? Her? Are you going to start Hayden Hurst over him? Oh, I Hayden over him. I'm starting Hayden because I don't. I don't think Darren Waller's going to play, man. I mean, uh, the good news is Devonte. He's he said he's going to play. Uh, he was dealing with flu-like symptoms, and that's why he was out. Um, but Josh Daniel said he's going to be in, so I think Hunter Renfro gets a little bit of a boost here because you also got Matt Collins questionable with the heel. Sure. Fair. That's and Josh idea. Jacobs is questionable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where that came from. He's a maniac. Um, he's but a jumping maniac. over to the state side of things, man. No Jarvis Landry, no Michael Thomas, no timetable for Michael Thomas's return. Mike, we already talked <laughs> about Andy Dalton. No timetable. <laughs> is it Chris Olave to the moon? I, I mean, stop stealing my phrase to the moon. But I, I mean, it's not my phrase to steal. But whatever. Um, I don't know if it's you know to the moon here, but I think we do have a top fifteen receiver in Olave this week. Um, we, we already talked about it. Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders allow the most points to quarterbacks. Um, and if you allow the most points to quarterbacks, they throw to wide receivers most of the time. So it's got to correlate right there. Math, you know, but I do think Andy, like I, like I was stating earlier, I think Andy Dalton's a, a great streaming candidate this week. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. Second Ike. Uh, oh my god. God, I, I can't up. wait to have 12 beers from you guys. <laughs> beers and stupid, beers. Stupid, stupid, uh, so next, what do you got left to say, man? You've Andy, been Andy, Dal- Andy Dalton finished his QB4 <laughs> last week with three interceptions. Yeah, no, I saw that. That's yeah, that's <laughs> that's something yeah. else. He was playing down the whole time. 
Yeah, yeah and that's probably what it'll be doing this game too. The Raiders <laughs> suck too. They're both gonna be just doing sucky shit the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just a whole bunch where's, of suck. Where's my hashtag yeah. analysis manner? <laughs> oh man. Next game, guys, we got the New England Patriots at the New York Jets, a divisional game. Ike, man, Ramondre Stevenson. We already talked about him earlier, just catching every checkdown after checkdown from Bailey Zappi. Um, with the quarterback change back to Mac Jones and with Damian Harris nipping at his heels, do you still, still re- expect Ramondre to put up RB1 numbers this week? Yeah, Damian ain't, for one, Damian ain't nipping at shit. He's going to probably be traded. So you're starting Ramondre full go. I mean, I don't want, I don't know it for sure, but the 14% target share is probably top five to 10 for running backs, which is kind of insane for him. I, I didn't expect it to be that high. So yeah, you're starting him no matter what. Literally, no yeah. matter what. He should be started in all formats. Um, yeah. let's look at this. Yeah, holy shit. He's, t- I never even looked at that. I mean, this is kind of scary. five? Because not, he, he's fourth in target share. Okay. At 14.9%. I mean, you only yeah. got Barkley, Eckler, and CMC above him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isn't that insane? All signs yeah. point up for Ramondre Stevenson. We already talked about Jacoby Myers earlier. Um, if you want to hear about him, go back into the podcast and check that out. Um, but Mike, let's talk about the Jets specifically. Let's talk about the backfield before we talk about how Zach Wilson's not any good at football right now. Um, hey, but come the, on! Though. Like, like we said, James Robinson was traded to the Jets, um, and it muddles Ooh. up the backfield, man. After Brees Hall tore his ACL, we all thought you know Michael Carter was going to just step right into the role and be not Brees Hall, but he was going to be solid. What does that do to his value with James Robinson being there now? Oh, man, it kills it the rest of the season, but I love him for this week um, okay. because it's going to be a situation where James Robinson is going to need to learn the playbook. I mean, we are dealing with a, uh, a Shanahan-esque scheme, which is not just, you know, you can learn on the fly. Um, so I do like Michael Carter for this week. Now, granted, it's not going to be very efficient. We're against the Patriots here. Um, but he gets most of the workload, I think, this week. But rest of the season, I think it's just going to be mainly a committee. Because uh, they showed to, they showed in the beginning when Brees Hall was getting his uh, feet wet, they were fine being a committee and using Michael Carter as kind of that lead back. So mm-hmm. if James Robinson can't show what he showed in uh, Jacksonville, they'll probably revert back to that. But let's be realistic. They're, they're going to be using a committee. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Agreed. Um, how disappointed are you guys that all these pass catchers' powers have been zapped by Zach Wilson at quarterback? Sucks. Yeah. Garrett Wilson. I mean, looked what do you like expect he, from the Jets? For three weeks, it looked like Garrett Wilson could be rookie of the year. And then next thing you know, Zach Wilson becomes quarterback. And then it's like, all right, Bruce Hall is going to be rookie of the year. And then he goes down. So it's. And now Garrett Wilson's gone. Ceases to exist for fantasy purposes. With Bruce uh, Hall down, maybe they'll pass more, but I don't know. I doubt it. They're probably well, that's the biggest thing the for Brees Hall is it's gonna have they're gonna have to pass it more. They're yeah. not gonna be able to run it as much as they have been. So there's gonna be a little bit more volume going their way, but it's just not gonna be consistent. Agreed. 
Agreed. Next game, guys, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Ike, um, you're starting Najee Harris. I know he's frustrating, but you're starting him. I, I, I suppose, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't even. Yeah, I'm kind of no. I'm second guessing myself, man. As Unless you have it. the five running backs you have. <laughs> I gotta know this, Ike. What do you have him ranked at? I know you probably don't have it ready, but what do you have Najee Harris ranked at? It's definitely lower than Raheem Mostert. I'm, I'm for sure. <laughs> really? <laughs> I do. Who would have thought that was ever going to be said by somebody? Um, oh, but while God, you're looking so for that, I, I ought to talk about the wide receivers. Man, <laughs> man. 21. Wow. Oof. Oh, oh he, is <laughs> a border, he is a borderline RB2. Interesting. Uh, yeah. But, but oh I, like I said, I want to talk about the receivers, man, because it seems like George Pickens and Kenny Pickett have the most chemistry here. Deontay Johnson's been a bummer. He drafted him high, and he's still getting targets. So. Been, a, been a bummer. He is getting targets, just not good targets. Um, Chase Claypool is out there doing his thing um, in trade running rumors. Miles. Yeah, just do running cardio. What do you think about George Pickens in this matchup and rest of the season? I don't uh, like with Kenny Pickett with Kenny Pickett quarterback. I don't really want to start any of them, but I yeah. like. Unfortunately, I like George Pickens more, which sucks for Deontay Johnson because he's he deserves to be targeted more and all that. But George he got Pickens ten. Very good. Uh, yeah, but he's Deontay not doing Johnson's anything with still it. Getting ten targets. I mean, he's he'll still catch like four. seven of them for sixty yards, probably. He's got a twenty. Yeah, this is. I mean, true, but I mean, you're playing. We play PPR, so I mean, you give me ten targets, he catches all of them. That's ten free fucking points. He ain't gonna catch all of them. He ain't catch That's all. True. That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. But it's still, it's the volume you wanna you you wanna bet on volume, not inconsistency and. Pickens is showing to be a little bit more consistent. I'll give you that, but it's not, you know, uh, 13, seven, 10. Well, they had right. past three games. Yeah. And it's definitely not the easiest matchup against the Eagles either. They're pretty. Solid. Yeah. They got a great uh, secondary. Darius Slay, Bradbury. Uh, they lock people down right now. Gardner. Yep. I'm um, going over to the Eagles side of things, Mike. Um, you're starting Jalen Hurst. You're starting AJ Brown. You're starting Devonta Smith. I think he's proven to you enough. Miles Sanders, man, what he's given you a good season. He scored touchdowns, something he hasn't done in his whole career up until until this season. Um, do you think that success continues against the Steelers? The thing about Miles Sanders here is he's been shown to be game script dependent. He's not really being used in the passing game. He's got an eight point eight percent target share the past three games, seven and a half on the year, which is pedestrian maybe a little bit lower um so he's really kind of game script dependent but here's the thing the eagles have been winning every game and for the most part i mean other than the lions game i think it was they've been up every you know every game so if they can continue that trend which i mean it does look like they can i think miles sanders can at least have um, solid high upside, a high RB2 upside, low RB1 upside because of the volume he's getting on the ground. And then the touchdowns are just going to be icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, Before we jump into our next game, we have a couple questions. Let's go rapid fire here, guys. Would you trade Keenan Allen for Dak? I have Brady at quarterback. I know Ike's answer. (laughs) I was going to say no. He believes in Brady. 
Yeah, because no. you believe in Brady. Yeah, no, I said. No, you want to keep Dak. Yeah. Right, he would uh, get, no, he he's would, trading he, Keenan he's, Allen. He, he, he would trade his back. Oh, yeah. I want Dak. Yeah, I want Dak because you have CD. You're going to trade Keenan Allen for him? Dude, look at his wide receivers. Godwin, CD, Hopkins. Yeah, I would do it. <laughs> Interesting. I'm still out. Uh, I'm half point He's got the receiver. That's the only reason why. Kamara or Pollard start one. Half point PPR, Kamara or Pollard. That's They're literally a good the one. same player almost. Um, I go Kamara because he'd probably get more of the receptions. I think yeah, I go Tony I think, Pollard against the. I think I go Tony Pollard against the Bears. Actually. I I lean Kamara just a smidge with Andy Dalton starting. Andy Dalton has unlocked Kamara. He'll get the receptions to give him a safer floor. But I think Pollard wouldn't be no surprise if he scored more than Kamara this week. Kamara's safer though. You're going to feel a lot safer if you put Kamara in your lineup, and you know he gets you a solid 15 points. Right. Agreed. Uh, next game, we got the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. Um, Ike, right? Tannehill's banged up with an ankle injury. I haven't heard the latest. Mike, what have you heard? Do you got? Uh, he he was questionable leading into it. I, I do not believe he had a limited practice today. That's what it was. I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on what is this offense going to look like with Malik Willis? Are they just going to sit there and run the ball with Derrick Henry? Or are they, is there going to be more design runs for Malik Willis. What are your guys' thoughts here? You're probably going to see like eight people for sure in the box for Derrick Henry, which he can handle, obviously. But other than that, I don't, other than Henry, you're not starting anybody. Yeah, I don't no. Want I, anything to do with that offense if Malik Willis is starting? Nothing. Agreed, man. Yeah, that's. I don't even want anything else to do with this offense with Ryan Taylor yeah, starting. I'm uh, just, I'm just kind of out besides Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry owns the Texans in his 10 games against the Texans in his career. He has 107 carry, 170 carries for 1,035 yards and nine touchdowns. Mm. Shit, man. Put everybody in the box except that's for the literally two a, on the side. That's literally 100 yards a game through 10 games against the Texans. I, I think Derrick Henry is the probably box. one of the chalkiest chalk play this week. Wild, wild, just about as wild as the Bulls are about ready to lose to the Spurs, guys. That's is fantastic. that wild though? Basketball a little sucks. bit. <laughs> the Spurs but, are supposed to be tanking, but they're I don't know. They're that's for that's, that's not our podcast. That we're fantasy football. Let's get back on our track. Houston Texans, Mike. Let's make this quick. Do we need Brandon Cooks to get traded for him to get going? He had been so solid his whole career. He was solid last year at Davis Mills, but this year. Lovey Smith, Nothing, man. man. It's a running team, man. <laughs> it is so true. They uh, they don't want to throw the ball. He he's had his his yes, targets Brody have literally declined. <laughs> <laughs> his targets have literally declined every week. 12, 10, 7, 7, which is complacency, not declining. Six five. They have declined <laughs> every single week so far. Um. Yeah, maybe he gets seven targets this week, but man, Brandon Cooks is—he's not that safe wide receiver. We all thought—I I thought he was going to be one of the safest guys this year. Packers. Maybe he turns it around. He's got a seventeen point uh, percent target share the the past three games, but twenty three percent on the year. So I mean, he's just got to get back to that twenty percent target share. Right. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. I mean, Tennessee um, Titans is a good start. Uh, it's a it's a good defense to throw the ball against. 
They're ninth yes, best at allowing passing. Uh, Next so. game, uh, Washington Commanders at the Indianapolis Colts. I, we saw a QB change last week to hey, to, to Taylor Heineke um, after Carson Wentz had the finger injury. And we saw Terry McLaurin come alive a little bit. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts in this matchup against the Colts for Terry. Can he continue his success that he had last week? Colts might give Taylor Heineke a little bit of trouble this week. They're supposed to have a good defense, but... Shaq Leonard's supposed to be back, um, I heard. That's good. That's good for them. That's good news for the defense. That's a little bit to think about. It's not like he's going to be guarding Terry McLaurin, but... (laughs) I know, but he can provide the pressure and all that, so... I don't know. I think Terry McLaurin's been basically brutal all year. He's been very boom or bust, not very Mm -hmm. boom. So with Heineke, at least he's getting the targets. If Heineke's going forward, he's flex worthy for sure. Yeah. Well, we know it's Heineke going forward unless it's Carson Wentz. So, um, I mean, mean, until until he comes back, I mean, we kind of prefer Heineke for McLaurin's sake. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to agree. Um, jump it over to the Colts. This is interesting, man. The big news of the week. In Indianapolis was Matt Ryan being benched and he's injured, I guess. Kind of just a scapegoat. I think they just wanted to make a QB change. Sam Ellinger is now the starter. Mike, I want to hear your thoughts on Michael Pittman, though, with the QB change because he was getting targeted a ton with Matt Ryan at QB. Yeah, uh, all targets aren't created equally, unfortunately. Um Paris Campbell last week actually out-targeted Michael uh, Pittman Jr. I'm sure you knew that. You were aware of it. Um, The thing here is with Sam, he's never played an NFL season game. He's played in the preseason. He did all right in the preseason. You know, nothing, you know, flashy, but it wasn't nothing to – really good, actually. Yeah, but it's preseason. So, like, unless you're (laughs) dropping four touchdowns in your appearance, I'm not, you know, batting an eye. Even if you're dropping four touchdowns, you're like, it's preseason, bro. It depends. If you're dropping four and a half, that's a different story. I mean, but, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The thing is, is they want to be more balanced, and I think the reason why they're going to Sam is because Matt Ryan leads the league in interceptions with nine. Um. They want to control the ball. They want to get Jonathan Taylor more involved. I think Pittman still is going to be the number one guy here. I think it was just one of those obscene weeks where Campbell got targeted a crap ton. Um, I I do like Pittman as a low-end wide receiver one going forward, but he doesn't have that ceiling. Uh, Like low-end, we're talking 12-13 fluttering with wide receiver. I was going to say almost low-end or mid-wide receiver two. You say more mid wide receiver. I I still think Pittman is a good talent. I'm betting on the talent here, and if you mix the talent with opportunity, which is still getting going to get the targets, which I expect he will, um, I still I I'm betting on him to do more. Do I wouldn't say better than with Matt Ryan, but at least be serviceable. Mm-hmm. Are we just real quick? Ten seconds. Are we buying into Paris Campbell, or does he got to show you more? No, no. I mean he's two him. two weeks no. two weeks at uh, double digit targets, but that was Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. and they were all just underneath. Wait to see. And then this question ties into our next game. Keith and I are playing each other in one of our leagues. Do you want Garoppolo or Lawrence? I'll let you guys answer. Do you first. want to face Garoppolo or Lawrence? I like the way Trevor you wrote Keith. Yeah. What other Lawrence is there? Demarcus. 
Yeah. He doesn't throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm four deep, bro. Yeah, five. Yeah, four or five beers deep. Five. I, uh, Give me Lawrence I, Keith since these guys aren't. Uh, don't listen now. to Dylan. Don't listen to Dylan. <laughs> I'm not stuck. I'm, I'm going Garoppolo, me. man. I'm going oh, Garoppolo. Gross. I think Dude, it's he... Checkdown City for CMC this week. Hold on. Uh, with... Hold on here. I'm pretty Hold sure he's here. hit over 20 the past few games. Granted, yeah, he's been well, down. Here's here's the thing. Lawrence plays a tough defense against the Broncos. They, they he hasn't. Even defense. though they've been down, he has yet to hit 20. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just think you're much safer going with Garoppolo here because Lawrence also had to catch a jet. Maybe it was the same jet that Russell Wilson was doing high knees on. We don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm I still going, <laughs> but I don't like either one. That's brutal. I'm I'm sitting Trevor Lawrence and and Fishbowl no, for more for Taylor Heineke. So if that gives you any indication to go with Garoppolo on my end. Yeah, Brody, I think Bo Alley Cox just kind of stays as a, the red zone threat. Um, I mean, the rookie quarterbacks do tend to losing that to Jelani Woods. Yeah, I was going to say, Jelani Woods is still, times. yeah, he's creeping in there. Um, but the next game, San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. We just talked a little bit about Garoppolo. Um, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on how this offense looks with a full game of CMC this weekend. Who takes the biggest hit in this offense with the CMC um, I don't think there's going to be a big right? hit. Yeah, the, because Debo being out, I don't know if there's going to be a big hit to any. I think Kittle's going to be involved. I think CMC is going to be involved. I think Ayuk's going to be involved. Um, I agree. I really because Debo kind of you know answered it for us with him being ruled out already this week. I mm-hmm. I think all three Easy are enough. startable. Wheels up for everybody. Um, Jump it over to the Rams now. Coming off their bye week, getting a little healthier like we talked about earlier, getting Van Jefferson, getting their center back. I'm blanking on his name, man. Um, Stafford's uh, been off. Brian Hill, Hill I believe. No, or Brian Allen. Brian Allen. Brian That's Allen. What it is, Thank Mike. you. Brian yep. Allen. Yep. Um, Matthew Stafford's been downright atrocious, man. Um, for fantasy purposes, at least. He's been supporting, you know, Cooper Cup and Tyler Higbee, but no one else really. Um, but Mike, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this offense as a whole coming out of the bye. I'm hoping to God it's better because yeah. it has been brutal. It's just been Cooper Cup keeping this offense afloat, fantasy wise, NFL wise, all around. Um, they need to kind of, you know, big word here because Aaron Rodgers has been saying it. They need to simplify it a little bit for Matthew Stafford. I've I've heard some ayahuasca. Th- he ain't <laughs> doing ayahuasca, my man. I, uh, I, they kind of need to simplify things here for Matthew Stafford. You know, my little nugget about, uh, Matt Ryan leading the league in interceptions. You know, who's number two at eight? That'd be Matthew Stafford. They need um, to run the ball. <laughs> they can't <laughs> for once. offensive line so bad. At least they still can't. try. So it, it's I've, not I've been throwing. I've been hearing things from like NFL network and whatnot that they need to kind of revert back into a more of a Jared Goff style offense, go to the play oh, action no. more. Because they can't just leave it all in Matthew Stafford and a shotgun to to carry. No, it. Uh, not with this. He had his one year. He had his one year. Well, the old the old line is a big difference. I mean, you got Whitworth retiring. They, they mm-hmm. I remember them showing it a couple. They weeks lost ago. Blythe. They lost. They, they no, have one no, they returning have no guy boom. from last year. He got hurt. I and thought Ike. he might. Yeah, he's out. Yeah. he's out. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, it's uh, bad news bears on that offensive line. They lost Cavenstein. Um, Ike. 
Look up where you have Daryl Henderson in your rankings. I'm curious about that. But Mike, um, Allen Robinson was starting to come alive a little bit before the bye. Do you expect that to continue, or does he take a hit with Van Jefferson um, coming back into the picture? Make it quick. Man, he, he gets, like I said, we I talked about a little earlier, he gets a little bit more consistent. Um, you know, maybe he gets more red zone opportunities, which is what he's been thriving in. But I still believe down the stretch, week 8 to 17, I think Van Jefferson scores more points than Allen Robinson just because of the boom and bust factor. I think Allen Robinson is going to be just a wide receiver four uh, moving forward, maybe wide receiver three on some weeks. But he's got to score a touchdown to get there. Sure, sure. Ike, where do you have Daryl Henderson ranked? 36. Oh, wow. As an yeah, RB1 Tough matchup. That's, it's no. it's a tough matchup Andy, against Andy the stinks. Niners. Andy stinks. How <laughs> dare you. But... <laughs> Kyra uh, Hogan last playing. week. You should probably bump that up. Other than his last week, his last three weeks before that was 7.6 points and one point. He's literally yeah. brutal. All right, so I'm not I'm not worried about having <laughs> anything higher than 36. You know, it's been brutal. RB3. Boy, Tom Brady. RB3, gentlemen. Uh, New York Giants. Oh, he's been bad for Hawks. sure. <laughs> Boy, stop, he's going stop Ike. I've just tried to ignore that goofball over there. You should have just let it go. New York Giants at the Seattle Seahawks. You can't. Um, I'm going to start with you, Ike. Daniel Jones, man. Playing better. Solid fantasy uh points he's putting up as well is he a qb one streamer this week against seattle if you play in 12 team leagues yes he is i am quarterback 11 right which is i just it makes me mad (laughs) (laughs) i've never been a daniel jones fan but the dude runs pretty well surprisingly would you would you say you're behind matthew barry when you say he's he's his ride is his ride or die Oh, shut up. <laughs> I don't care about those two. Uh, uh, sorry, that was an inside your, joke. I'm curious your <laughs> thoughts on Wondell Robinson, too, man, in PPR formats, because he's been getting the targets, catching balls. Um, I'm curious what you're thinking here. I don't know his first sure target share, right? Play, isn't it? The last three well, the, games he's played, it should be. I, I, Near I don't 20. think it matters because Kadarius Tony is now gone, which probably gives you the most. Uh, I mean, now granted, Kadarius Tony wasn't really playing, but that gives you the right most. Or... That gives you confirmation for Wandell Robinson, though. Uh, that's why I'm bringing it up. Uh, do yeah, four and eight. So he was the leading target leader last week. His big thing is he's got to stay healthy though, because yeah. I, I do remember him getting banged up last week. So. Is questionable. I I, I want to say he was questionable going into this week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I mean one, it's still a low volume uh, passing offense, guys. I mean we're we're talking about the still the leading target leader for wide receivers is Richie James with twenty six. That's because Wendell was hurt, man. This is his offense. This is his. Do you know who's number offense, two? So. You know who's number two? Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton. Sterling Shepard. Ah, uh, who's fuck? been injured for, been out uh, for three, three weeks, weeks exactly Four, so longer. it's a very low volume passing offense there's not a lot of uh, passing to go on here really the one that was kind of making a, a a splash was daniel bellinger but now he got hurt with the eye injury yeah, so i yeah, think wandel robinson injury too. He needs yeah on it. so for best real. of luck for him but i do think wandel robinson's the one pass catcher other than you know barkley you could probably get away with playing but it's not it's not you know comfortable 
And jump it over. He's to more Seattle. DFS. Jump it over to the Seattle side of things. Um, I don't like Geno Smith in this matchup, guys. I think this game's kind of be a slog. Both these teams want to run the ball. Um, so I don't love him, but I'm curious your thoughts on Marquise Goodwin this week after he's had a couple of solid weeks and DK Metcalf is questionable. Tyler Lockett's questionable and it's surprising DK is even questionable because his knee injury looked kind of gross last week. It scared me, scared me. He's afraid. Yeah. And Pete, Pete Carroll, I mean, this is nothing against you, Pete Carroll, but you're a piece of shit. I don't like your updates. Don't, don't give me updates saying. Yeah, he he did some stuff and he ran around. What the <laughs> fuck is that mean? He I don't did think some that. stuff and ran around. Most, all right, cool. <laughs> I wanna, I I that makes quote. him an asshole, man. I think you're the I asshole mean, for calling him an asshole. I, no, that's an asshole move, man. Give us a, give us a <laughs> just proper like when name. he wanted to kill Cliff Kingsbury for doing that David Johnson thing two years ago. <laughs> oh, he's gonna like, play. What? He played one snap. <laughs> <laughs> Like what do you do, what do you mean he did some stuff? I mean I'm gonna take he Joe's line. I mean yeah, we did. I woke up, I made a sandwich today. I did some stuff too. What does that have to do with anything with him him being able to be healthy for football? Because that did look like that's not doing I mean, stuff, Coach Speakman. That's surviving. I know, but uh, I don't want really anybody from the Seattle offense this week, unless your name's Kenneth Walker, just for safety purposes, because. Uh, the Giants' defense—they uh, were actually pretty fucking good this year. They, the most points they allow to any position: quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end—is wide receivers, and that's twenty-five point seven nine points a game, and that's thirtieth best out of anybody. So they don't allow a lot of fantasy points. I hear you there. Yeah, like I said, this is going to be a slog. I don't like really anybody from this game besides Saquon and Ken Walker. I'm with you, Mike. Um, Sunday night football, we got the Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills. Aaron Rodgers, double-digit underdog for the first time in his career, man. Wild. It's absolutely wild with what's going on at Green Bay right now. Ike, is there anyone not named Aaron Jones startable in this offense? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I was right. Robert Tunyon. He's okay. actually, for, with how sure. bad tight ends are, he's actually starting to be Aaron Rodgers' top target, unfortunately. Yeah. Sammy Watkins sucks. He can't stay healthy. Romeo Dub, Dobbs, Dubs, whatever you want to say. Uh, he's just disappeared Dobbs. the last few weeks. It's Dobbs, yep. Yeah. Um, Alan Lazard is out with the shoulder injury. So it's Christian Watson is just hurt. such a slot. And is AJ Dillon droppable? I hate even thinking that. And it, no, I mean, no, he's no, probably, no, no, no. you probably just keep him no. as a handcuff right now, but you're not putting him in your lineup. Dylan, you're starting Eno Benjamin. AJ Dillon. 100%. Well, you know, Benjamin, any, you know, Benjamin did a better offense, and that's hard to say when you're talking about Arizona. Is it, though, a better offense? That's my point. Like, you're starting Eno Benjamin this week because it's a body at the running back position. No matter how desperate you get, you're not dropping AJ. Dude, Uh, and he's going to get double the work. AJ Dillon, top 10. Yeah, bingo, he's gonna, right he's there. Gonna get, he's gonna get double the work AJ Dillon seeing too, man. He got he saw under thirty percent snap share last week. That's just not. You're just not starting it. him, unfortunately. Yeah. he's not that flex value. We all thought. Well, you thought he was gonna yeah. be. I didn't yeah. think he was gonna be AJ. I didn't think he'd be flex. I th- I knew it was gonna be Aaron Jones. 
I told you this from the offseason. Well, everybody uh, knew it was going to be Aaron Jones. I thought Aaron Jones for AJ Dillon. That doesn't mean guy. AJ Dillon couldn't have a role in the offense. I he thought AJ well, Dillon have like it doesn't like rushes. their offense isn't good enough too for him to have a, a role in the Agreed. offense. Agreed. Who would have thought this offense was going to be awful? Yes. Um, but I mean, you can over. fuck off, Bear fan. <laughs> Bears offense looks better. Than, uh, Bears offense looks. Don't you dare say that. You had uh, one good game against New England. When was the last time you seen Aaron Rodgers have a Justin Fields game like he just had last week? Never. You mean thro- run for <laughs> rushing yards? Never. Never. I don't think he's <laughs> run for eighty rush yards. In his life. <laughs> Boom. Let me tell. Let me know when game. Justin in Fields gets four touchdowns in a game. Has he even done that in his in his career? No, I don't think so. He hasn't thrown that in two games. <laughs> I'm talking four total touchdowns. Six in six games, Sally. I'm giving not you the benefit of the doubt. He might not even have four passing touchdowns all season. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Uh, but jumping over to the Bills side of things, Mike. Uh, I just we got to hear you talk some more. <laughs> Is there someone you? He's aren't got five excited touchdowns to... on the year. <laughs> Is there someone you aren't excited to play in this matchup for the Buffalo Bills? I felt like that was a uh, that was a harder question. You're stupid. Stop saying that. <laughs> you want to talk about that? I'm yeah, not... there is. And it's twelve percent target share. <laughs> he is the you fine with that? You're fine. It with doesn't fucking matter when he's catching an eighty-five yard touchdown. It does matter. That is literally the definition of boomer bust. If you want to go with him yes, in the playoffs, if him drop a three pointer for you, go for it. You're gonna see. Lose. Here's here's the difference though, because like I said, not all targets are created equally. Man, let's look at his 18 percent target share, and let's go look at you know like Darnell Mooney, 25 percent. It's not even share. close to 18. But no, here's my point. The target share is low. I get that, which makes him boomer bust. But you're talking about an offense that has a quarterback averaging 330 passing yards a game. That's that's applicable. You can do that. It's yeah. it's startable, but it's I mean you can It's Mike Williams esque. It's it's boomer. He has bust. an 11 percent target share on the year. If you tell me that's fine, please shoot me. But it is fine. It's not fine. It's not. It's not fine. It's not. It's not going to work. The target share is not fine. The offense is what makes it fine. I hate to break it to you, Dylan. 11% is not a good target share. I'm not arguing that. Dude, that's worse than I have never argued that. Going back to the offseason, I have said that he wasn't going to have a a high target share. I thought he'd have higher than 11. I thought he'd have higher than 11. (laughs) Me too. But here's the thing. He's got four touchdowns on the year. That's more than Mike Evans. Uh, more that than is Monroe all State that Brown. is saving him. More how than Tyreek Hill. Touchdowns going to save. Like, where I do mean, you have that? We got the where, where we got you Bills offense ranked? that are scoring touchdowns at a lot. I uh, still have him ranked pretty high because it's hard to like. I was going to say he's this, ranked but... 16th at ECR, and you're talking of that you're not excited to start him because this Gabe Davis good. needs one more because he can literally down. drop you a three at any given moment because he this has an 11% target share. This is true. The, the, but the, he also but, can win you a week. He's I have met 20. He's had one game with under five targets. He had five targets, six targets, three targets, six targets. See, this six is targets. why tar- all targets are not. Crazy. But in that right. offense, it should be higher. That's, be no, that's just because they throw a lot, so that number is skewed. 
Those five targets, I mean, you compare that to the Bears' offense with the, the amount of their throwing, it's a huge target share because the Bills throw well, so much. Well, obviously, you're going Gabe Davis over Darnell Mooney. Everybody knows yes, that. But I'm, I'm just saying, saying because, because you have better options, so you don't need to start Gabe. Because they pass, I mean, if you have more consistent options, that's the thing. Yeah. Because they pass so much, the, the target share gets diluted. It's not as high, you know, with your number one to number two target. Like Dalton Schultz was getting a, a, a 15% target share last year, and he was still relevant because of the touchdowns. And that's what Gabe Davis is doing. He's getting touchdowns, making himself relevant with that target share. He's I would start Godwin over Gabe Davis any day of the week. He's I mean, starting, I'm starting Godwin over Gabe Davis too. That I understand. You started Michael Pittman over Gabe Davis. I'm starting Gabe Davis over uh, Michael Pittman in that case. Agreed. Who's the Buffalo start- play again? Wait, who's Buffalo play again? The Packers. Packers. I'd probably go Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. Devonta I mean, Smith or Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. Oh yeah, Gabe. Like I said, Gabe's top twenty. Top sixteen receiver. That's my point. That's why I don't. He's not top sixteen. He's top twenty. See, let me just sum up this whole damn argument. He's ranked sixteenth right now. Let me sum up this whole damn argument, guys. You, if you have a that's half PPR by the way. PPR is probably a little bit lower. Probably, if you have a more consistent option, you're playing Gabe Davis. But here's the thing. You play Gabe Davis because any given week he can score you two to three touchdowns and yeah. win you the week. But here's the thing. Also, expect a, expect a week where he can get you possibly zero or five points. All right, it's going to happen. But I'm telling you, you're going to feel way better you're with Gabe feel- Davis in your starting lineup when he drops that 30 bomb. Yeah, yeah but you aren't winning a championship with that shit, though. Except yeah, if he catches four well touchdowns enough. in your championship, man. You're going to believe that? What if he does? You're going to trust in that? But what if he doesn't and he drops a zero? We don't have to trust in that, man. That's my point. You do. You have to trust in his touchdowns for him to do anything. He's finished as a top 13 receiver three times. And it has to be touchdowns. But he's in a great offense, so that's not a problem is my point, man. Gabe, See, Gabe Davis the past uh, three games has a 13.9% target share, which is – second on the team to Stefan Diggs. I mean in the best offense him, in, in the best yes. offense in football. Yes, this is the Are equivalent you sure that's to, the best offense in football though? A hundred percent sure. Yep. Name a better offense than the Bills. <laughs> Chiefs even with their low uh weapons. I mean the right Bills better. just beat the Chiefs. Buffalo just beat them. Yes. <laughs> that's fine. So let's just uh, prove that guys, Buffalo lost. who did Buffalo lose to? No, but um, all right. Miami. We're talking about offense. Okay, so they anything can happen in the NFL. Okay, well let's move on. This is not this conversation is not going anywhere. One last game here, guys. We got the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> at the Cleveland Browns. I know Jamar Chase. He's out four to six weeks with a hip problem. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Tyler Boyd and T Higgins in this matchup. More so Tyler Boyd because we already know T Higgins is a set it and forget it type guy. He can get you an insane amount of points for with Jamar Chase being out. It's basically he's going to be putting T. Higgins' role. T. Higgins going to put it in Jamar Chase's role. So you can expect a wide receiver or low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two every week. Yeah, and he dropped 30 points last week even with Jamar Chase in the game. So he's getting 
uh, starting to play better and better in that offense. And that offense is starting to hum, man. That would have been a good argument, Ike, with uh, who uh, has the best offense right now because Cincinnati's offense is really, really good right now as well. But with Jamar yes. Chase going down, that's obviously going to change some yeah. things. They might, they might have to lean on the run a little bit more instead of letting Joe just come out, you know, and just chuck it everywhere like he did last week. You know, maybe they, they lean on Joe Mixon more. Yep. Browns are top uh, ten at allowing the uh, most rushing yards through yes, seven games. So they, good matchup for Joe. They definitely struggle, Mike. Talking about, okay. let's talk about the Browns here. Um, let's just hope Kareem Hunt gets traded somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's just hope that you're you're starting Nick Chubb. I want to talk to you about the receivers, and unfortunately, we lost David into Joku for a few weeks with a high ankle sprain. Uh, I know you're starting Amari Cooper for the most part, unless you have you know a more consistent option because he's so boomer bust. Uh, but I'm curious your thoughts on DPJ here with um, uh, Njoku being out and Harrison Bryant stepping into the Njoku role. Uh, I mean, this is just, uh, and, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but this is a great example of the target share thing because I'm looking here at Donovan Peoples-Jones because Amari Cooper, you're starting. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, here's the question. All right, he's got an, uh, where to go here? He's got a 18% target share through on the year. All right. And I'm looking at his past three games. He had seven, five, and six targets. All right. But look at his yards per target, and it's at eight. All right. Basic math eight times six is going to get you. Uh, oh, I'm even blanking on that. That's 40. Uh, What'd you say? Eight times eight? six is 48. 48. Thank you. Why did I blank on that? <laughs> that's. You, that's the one time you beat me in math. I'll admit, it. I'll admit it. <laughs> math. But that's 48 yards you're going to get from Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, it's it's strictly PPR value that you're going to get uh, where you want to start DPJ. But in half-point PPR, I want nothing really to do with him just because Jacoby Brissett's going to target Harrison Bryant just like he did in Njoku. Agree. Do you guys like uh, Harrison Bryant as a streamer this week? Real quick. Yeah. yeah. We've seen him produce. You just hoping. For a touchdown yeah. to maximize that ceiling. My, my curiosity: Who do you like more as the streamer this week? Because they're both in this game, Hurst or Bryant? I think it's Bryant. Bryant. Even with Jamar Chase out, Brissett, dude, Brissett targets tight ends and insane. <laughs> I was just curious because of the whole Jamar Chase being out, it opens up a little bit more targets to him as well. That's why. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and then before we get out of here, guys, we got one more question. Which QB should I play, Carr, Prescott, or Cousins? Cousins. Cousins has the best matchup against Arizona. Prescott has a tough passing matchup against Chicago. They can just run it down their throats. And like I, I said, I think Andy Dalton. Yeah, I think I Andy Dalton's going to score more than Derek Carr. And yeah. Ike's going to be buying us beer. <laughs> I hate agreeing with you, but I go. I'll go with Cousins as well, guys. But that wraps up. Andy Dolan gets benched. <laughs> Not gonna for Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up our week eight previews, guys. Um, like I said, please smash that like button. Please subscribe if you have it. Um, head on over Wait. to fantasy slash plans. Get in those plans. Um, check out all the rest of the YouTube content we got flowing. We'll be yeah, here. Get for up in this. those plans. Yeah, <laughs> come on, guys. I, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, if you enjoy hanging out with us here, I mean, we're just as much fun in the Discord chat. Uh, I mean, we you got unlimited questions there. I mean, you got unlimited content on fantasysixpack.net that you can hit up if you're a, a member. 
Um, we have videos coming out every day. I mean, it, it's a blast hanging out with us. I mean, granted, I, 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 I always give you guys shit, but I do enjoy hanging out with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for, <laughs> for Dylan and Ike, I'm Mike. Everybody, good luck in week eight.